Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you give them a call. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. <clears throat> also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have a terrific show for you today, including special guest Kathleen Pasadomo. She is a Florida State Senate president. We'll talk to her about her ideas on uh, health care improvements here in the state of Florida. We'll also visit with Linda Harden, my wife, uh, who will be talking to us uh, about current global events as well as uh, what's happening here locally. It is December the 26th, and I hope you had a wonderful Christmas holiday. And on this day in 1776, George Washington, the Continental Army uh, General, reached the outskirts of Trenton, New Jersey, and descended upon an unsuspecting Hessian army uh, guarding the city. Trenton's 1,400 Hessian defenders were still groggy from the previous evening's Christmas festivities and had underestimated the Patriots' <clears throat> threat uh, after months of decisive British victories throughout New York. The troops of the Continental Army quickly overwhelmed the German defenses, and by 9.30 a.m., Trenton was completely surrounded. Although several hundred Hessians escaped, nearly a thousand were captured at the cost of only four American lives. However, because most of Washington's army had failed to cross the Delaware the previous day, he was without adequate artillery or men and was forced to withdraw from the town. Although the victory was um, minor from a strategic perspective, it bore tremendous significance for the future of the Continental Army. Washington needed a success before his soldiers' enlistments expired on December the 31st. Without a dramatic upswing in morale, he was likely to lose the soldiers under his command and be unable to recruit new men to replace them. The victories at Trenton and a few days later at Princeton proved to be the American public that uh, their army was indeed capable of victory and worthy of support. The image of a ragged farm boy patriots defeating drunken foreign mercenaries has become ingrained in the American imagination. Then, as now, Washington crossing the Battle of uh, Trenton was emblematic of uh, <clears throat> American patriots' surprising ability to overcome the tremendous odds they faced in challenging wealthy and powerful British Empire. Now, you can imagine these uh, soldiers, the U.S. Continental Army, had uh, some of the people, now uh, those men didn't even have shoes, and think about the coal there in Trenton, New Jersey. What, the, what they accomplished was just truly amazing. And uh, as a consequence, with that victory, they were able to re-enroll most of the patriots that were in the American Army. Well, the Supreme Court declined special counsel Jack Smith's request Friday for it to quickly consider a key question in former President Donald Trump's election interference case without letting the lower court weigh in first. Smith asked the justices last week to hear former President Donald Trump's bid to have the election interference case dismissed based on presidential immunity without allowing the D.C. Court of Appeals to first consider the issue. In an unsigned order on Friday, the justices shot down his request. District Judge Tanya Chutkin declined to dismiss Trump's case. Uh, December 1st, in a decision that said the presidency does not confer a lifelong get-out-of-jail-free pass, Trump then appealed her decision to the U.S. Supreme Court. Now, he's as commander-in-chief, <clears throat> what he did was commander-in-chief. is not punishable, but irrespective, Chutkin C. wanted to ignore that fact. 
I don't think the Supreme Court will when they hear it. The Supreme Court's decision put an obstacle in the way of Smith, who has been making every effort to salvage Trump's scheduled March 4th trial date. Chuck can pause the proceedings in Trump's case pending his appeal of, of the immunity question. Trump's attorneys uh, told the justices at a filing Wednesday they should reject Smith's request, uh, which had alleged partisan motivation and not rushed to decide the issues with reckless abandon. This court's ordinary review procedures will allow the D.C.'s district court uh, to address the, this appeal in the first instance, thus granting the court the benefit of an appellate court's prior consideration of these historic topics and performing traditional winnowing effect that this court has long preferred, Trump's lawyers wrote on Wednesday. <clears throat> his lawyer said Smith confuses the public interest with the partisan interest of his superior, Joe Biden. Further, the special counsel's insistence that the court decide the immunity question during its current term reflects the evident desire to schedule President Trump's potential trial during the summer of 2024 at the height of the election season, they wrote. Oral arguments at the D.C. court, uh, district uh, circuit, are scheduled for January the 9th. The question will uh, likely come back to the Supreme Court after the appeals court issues its ruling. And um, it'll come back either because uh, Trump will appeal it or uh, the uh, opposition will appeal it. The Justice Department will appeal it. We'll see what happens here. But it's a delay, and therefore it's extremely unlikely that this March date will be met uh, for continuing the process with Judge Chutkin. Well, voters are angered at what they see as a Democrat's strong-arm tactics to take on, take out America's most popular politician with legal and political tactics and believe that President Joe Biden and his Justice Department are behind it. Now, get this, nearly 7 in 10 voters, or 69%, believe the politics has played a role in the four indictments against Trump, according to a news survey. And what's more, 58% believe that Biden has played a role in delivering those indictments, including one-third of Democrats, 54% of black people, and 58% of Hispanics. And 56% want the Justice Department to stop targeting Donald Trump and interfering with the upcoming presidential election, and Biden should let voters decide who the next president should be, the survey said. Biden is trying to make Donald Trump the Nelson Mandela of America, said Trump pollster John McLaughlin. Mandela spent 27 years in jail because he opposed South Africa's white leadership and was elected president when he was eventually freed as a hero for standing firm in rejecting his opponents. The poll was done before the left-leaning Colorado Supreme Court booted Trump off the primary ballot pending an appeal, but McLaughlin said the move fits a pattern Republicans and some moderate voters see as a Soviet-style effort to silence his enemies. To disenfranchise the leading political candidate of the United States is sad for the American democracy and freedoms. As with the indictments, McLaughlin said that the ballot uh, banning in Colorado and any other state is likely to backfire and make Trump stronger, a pattern the pollsters have been charting for months. It's only galvanizing the support for him, the political prosecution, our persecution, I should say. McLaughlin also polled for Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban, and as for other Eastern European politicians and Soviet states, he said that Orban and others see similarities between what's happening to Trump and how communists took control of Hungary in 1947. I've got European clients who are telling me this is what communists did in 1947, and they're like, Biden can't lecture us on about democracy, you know, because uh, they have free elections, McLaughlin said. <clears throat> 
we are becoming a banana republic by virtue of what's happening with our elections. Unbelievable, the interference uh, caused by this regime. Well, trade between Russian Federation and People's Republic of China is booming amid the Western sanctions war on Moscow with cheap Russian energy making Chinese factories more profitable and Chinese vehicles rapidly replacing Western ones in Western uh, Russian markets. Commerce between the two countries has already cleared $200 billion for 2023. Reports indicate Russian chocolates, sausages, and other goods have become plentiful in Chinese stores, with Russia-linked locations becoming popular sites for Russia for Chinese local media influencers. Uh, more significantly, the volume of Russian natural gas transferred to China through its Power of Siberia, a Siberia pipeline has increased with negotiations to construct a similar uh, second pipeline for gas fields that once supplied the European Union well underway. As Chinese manufacturers reap the benefits of this cheap energy, while their Western and especially European rivals struggle with high costs and green energy deals and all that nonsense, uh, exacerbated by self-inflicting green policies, they are also benefiting from West Western manufacturing having cut themselves off from the Ch Russian market. Chinese automakers, whose market share in Russia was just 8% in 2021, now holds a dominating 55% share. Western expectations of economic collapse in Russia have proved ill-founded, with the country continuing to source artillery shells, missiles, and other key equipment for its war more easily than Ukraine. Isn't that something? Uh, uh, nature always fills a void. There was a void there uh, created by the United States. And guess what? Chinese and the uh, Russians uh, filled that void and are now trading uh, pretty robustly uh, with each other. <clears throat> Senator Rand Paul on Friday shared his annual Festivus report showing Americans how their tax dollars were being tossed down the drain in 2023. His report totaled $900 million in government waste his office said in a press release, adding it was his ninth edition. The announcement said, Some of the highlights include the National Institutes of Health spending a portion of $2.7 million grant to study Russian cats walking on a treadmill and Barbie's use as proof of ID for receiving COVID Paycheck Protection Program funds. The Department of Defense ruined over $169 million worth of military equipment by leaving it outside. And the United States Agency for International Development spent $6 million to promote tourism in Egypt. And the Small Business Administration gave struggling music artists like Post Malone, Chris Brown, and Lil Wayne over $200 million. Can you believe that? In his report, Paul said the previous year the national debt hit $30 trillion. It's now more than $34 trillion. And then he spoke about who's to blame for this mountain of debt. He said everybody. This year, members of both parties in Congress voted to raise the debt ceiling, which empowered the government to borrow an unlimited amount of money until 2024. As Congress spends it uh, to, re to reward its favorite industries and pet projects, the American taxpayers are forced to pay the price through record high inflation and crippling interest rates. The same big spenders teamed up yet again to continue sending American hard-earned money to foreign countries and funding endless wars, all while ignoring our uh, porous southern border. Uh, as always, taking the path to fiscal responsibility is often a lonely path, but I've done it in the past years, and I'll continue my fight against government waste this holiday season, Paul told citizens. Uh, that is the Festivus report. Well, you've heard about the miles and miles of tunnels in Gaza, 
its incredibly sophisticated system. Our tax dollars helped build this system. It's the American, European, and other taxpayers that went into building this terrorist infrastructure. In 2006, Hamas won the elections that were foolishly held in Gaza. They then carried out a bloody coup against their opponents. Specifically, they targeted members of Fatah, uh, throwing them off buildings and shooting them in the back before dragging their corpses through the streets. That ensured that Hamas never had another election but has continued in power in Gaza up to this day. But of course, billions of dollars have been given to them since this, since uh, that time from a bewildering array of countries, all of whom seemed to have thought they were somehow helping Palestinians in Gaza. Well, of course they weren't. All the money was used by Hamas uh, and their leaders to buy themselves luxury condos in Qatar, and other foreign climes inside Gaza, almost none of the money went to the help the Palestinians. Rather, Hamas used those funds. They didn't pilfer to you uh, build underground terror network, which comes out in hospitals, mosques, and other places that international community regards as sacred, but which, of course, Hamas does not. So, isn't that interesting? We sent five hundred million dollars to Hamas in international development, and uh, we financed the tunnel system that runs underneath uh, uh, Gaza. And uh, other countries did too, but my goodness, I have a way that we could stop uh, Festivus and stop this waste of uh, funding. Let's just inspect all international uh, support and make sure that we're not funding terrorists and make sure that, uh, well, probably most of the money should be uh, cleaned up and not used internationally anyhow. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air conditioning. I hope you'll visit the website, johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. Come on up, Kathleen Pasadomo, our state senate president, that and more, right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of the Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m., seven days a week. And now serving dinner, 4 to 8 p.m., Wednesdays through Saturdays, a terrific menu. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambaugh says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The 
Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. Everyone, every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit CollierSeniorCenter.org. That's CollierSeniorCenter.org. Or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252-4541. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooted in a commitment to individual liberty, personal responsibility, limited government, and the rule of law. Uh, We have with us Kathleen Pasadena. She is our Florida State Senate President. Kathleen, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Good morning, and... uh... Happy day after Christmas. Happy day after Christmas to you as well. I hope you had a good holiday. I did. And did you? Oh, certainly did. Thank you. Uh, so I saw in the Florida Voice, Voices, I saw uh, this write-up on uh, your plan for improving uh, medical services in Florida with our growing aging population that's been a concern of yours. Uh, really looks so interesting. Maybe you could tell us about it. <coughs> Yeah, so um, the the premise is that uh, in the free state of Florida, as a thousand people a day move to Florida, they're all going to need health care. Most of them are older. Yeah. And uh, so whether you have insurance or no insurance, whether you're a millionaire or uh, a middle class worker, if we don't have enough health care personnel in our state, you're not going to get seen. You know, we hear oftentimes people who are um, looking for elective surgery, they have to wait six, eight, ten months yeah. to get in. Right. And um, so we're doing a, we're doing a, a, a robust series of bills to address the health care shortage uh, from um, adding more residency slots to our state. You know, we have a lot of people graduating from medical school, and we don't have enough residencies for them, so they leave, and then they don't come back. So we're going to put more money into that. We're going to uh, uh, add more money to some of the health care clinics so that uh, people can get seen who don't have uh, a primary care doctor. We're going to do health fairs uh, so that we can do early intervention. Uh, We're putting dollars into the... um, advanced uh, care uh, uh, centers for obstetrics and uh, gynecology because, unfortunately, a lot of doctors are not uh, doing labor delivery anymore and certainly not Medicaid. And unfortunately, most of the babies that are born these days are to parents on Medicaid. Yeah. So we're doing a number of things. One of the big things is diversion from the emergency room. What happens when you get sick in the middle of the night? You know, you know, you don't have anywhere to go. You go to the emergency room, which is the most expensive place to go, and it's not necessarily the place you need to be if you have a head cold or 
you know, something that's non-life-threatening. Uh, and so we're going to build in uh, clinics uh, as part of the hospital program. So if you show up at the ER and you don't need to be in the ER, they can send you next door to a clinic and things like that. So it's, there's so, so many, uh, so many things we're doing in the bills that we Filing. Well, they sound so interesting and uh, really effective. One one question I have is usually, don't you have to have a medical school close to the community where uh, you have residences? In other words, uh, if you go to uh, let's say medical school in Tal or in Tallahassee or or someplace like that, can you possibly have a residence down in Naples, Florida? Well, actually, you do not have to be close to medical school for a residency program and. Uh, in fact, when, you, when somebody graduates from medical school, <clears throat> there's a year that goes by where they match them up with um, a, a residency program, whatever it be, huh. to a hospital um, like Naples Community or a teaching hospital or whatever. And, and if there isn't enough slots, then people leave the state to go to other states that will um, hire them. <clears throat> it's very it's an interesting concept. So we're going to... Uh, provide for more money to places that would uh, do some residencies. One of the things that would be very helpful is some of the federally qualified um, healthcare clinics, they, they would could take residence, which would be great because then they can provide services to our uninsured and underinsured um, and learn, you know, and, and, and uh, grow in that regard. One of the things we're also going to do is do some loan forgiveness not the Democrat version, but our version, which is if if we're going to uh, give you loan forgiveness or loan reimbursement, we're going to expect you to volunteer at uh, clinics or health fairs and the like mm-hmm. for, you know, hour to hour kind of thing. So it's... Um, Pretty thought, well thought out program, I think. Now that sounds so interesting. I excuse my ignorance, but uh, are residencies programs usually funded by hospitals, or are they? What, what's the funding for a residency program? They they are they're funded in very different way the hospitals, but we pay the hospitals dollars to fund them. Ah, uh, and, and you know it's one big giant program. Lots of money going into healthcare here in the state of Florida, and uh, I think this this is all also the predicate or the the premise of this is the fact that uh, we're bringing in a thousand new people a year or a day, I should say, into Florida, and the consequence is that we're just not going to have enough uh, uh, professionals in order to to deal with the healthcare that we uh, that we right. need here in Florida. Exactly. So interesting, Kathleen Pasadamo. Or any other comments before we say goodbye? Um, well, we're just we're, we're starting a uh, session in two weeks. Uh, I'm headed up to Tallahassee this weekend because uh, I've got a lot to do before we uh, convene, and it's going to be a 60 days of nonstop. Well, I just genuinely appreciate your service here to the citizens of Florida. And appreciate everything you do, Kathleen Pasadena, our uh, Florida State Senate President. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Have a great day. You as well. Thank you. All right, coming up, Linda Harden. We're going to talk to her about what's happening around the globe here in the United States and locally, that and more, right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network.
Are you looking to buy or sell a home? Make it a convenient and stress-free experience by calling the dynamic and trustworthy husband and wife team of Megan and Matt Chionis with Gulf Coast International Properties. Find out about their unique and complimentary post-closing concierge services not offered by other area agents. Matt and Megan Chionis give you the competitive advantage to command a premium price for your property. They personally attend all showings, create a marketing strategy for your property, and offer that complimentary concierge service to your potential buyer. This hands-on approach has helped them set several sales records in Pelican Bay and many at near record prices. Megan and Matt Chionis understand that as an affluent buyer-seller, your needs and desires are unique. You deserve this level of service. Megan and Matt Chionis are passionate about the Naples lifestyle and they want you to enjoy it too. Call Megan and Matt Chionis with Gulf Coast International Properties at 239-269-5310. That's 239-269-5310. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host... Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Gulf Shore Playhouse, changing lives through exceptional theater experiences. And you can find out more and get tickets to some great performances coming up. Just visit the website, gulfshoreplayhouse.org. We have with us my lovely wife and very well-informed person, Linda Harden. Linda, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Good morning. Good morning to you. Merry Christmas to you, Merry too. Merry Christmas. Yeah, it was a, a wonderful, relaxing Christmas. It was a great weekend. I mean, we just had the best time. I think we just watched more sports than ever, and yeah. and all the games were terrific. The Celtics won big yesterday against the Lakers, which was so much fun to watch. Yeah. It and was, even the even the stupid Patriots won. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they did. It was such an uh, interesting time and interesting. And by the way, more Tucker Carlson releases. We subscribe to the uh, Tucker Carlson. I don't know what you call it, but I, I guess it's a podcast network or whatever that he the does. Tucker Carlson News Network. News Network, and it's on Twitter or or X or, or and and and. TuckerCarlson.com. TuckerCarlson.com. $72 a year, which is dirt cheap, by the way. Well, for the best information you could possibly get, aside perhaps from the show, but uh, irrespective. I mean, it's been so interesting. And that one uh, eerie discussion about Julian Assange was so interesting. I think it's just the tip of the iceberg that he's coming out with. I mean, the fact that the U.S. government has been uh, hiding Julian Assange and not letting him speak is just well, what Tucker said. It was absolutely criminal the way he's being treated. He's been in that prison for what, four years in solitary confinement. Yeah. That's just, I, you know what? There's so much going to be coming out. And now this lawsuit that's coming out in the Southern district of New York, where uh, some journalists are suing 
um, the CIA and Mike Pompeo for their treatment of Julian Assange and all the all the um, circumstances surrounding that. Um, it's it's incredible what's going on right now. So so here's another example of where somebody has uh, leaked information, Julian Assange I'm talking about, and the information he's leaked to uh, the American public is extremely valuable in terms of our freedoms and so forth, but it's extremely threatening to those that are in power. The deep state. The deep state, and uh, they, they want him, well, they'd like to see him dead, actually, I think. I think. I think there's a few people on the list they'd like to see dead. Donald Trump, Julian Assange. I mean, look what happened to Seth Rich, the guy who's who actually um, was the leaker of this information. It, uh, but you know what's interesting is that name is coming back up again, and hopefully yes, it is. this is going to be investigated. Now, uh, initially, uh, Jill, uh, Seth Rich's parents said, look, just please leave well enough alone. We're going through a difficult time right now with our family, and kind of dropped the ball, didn't want to do an investigation. But it turns out, I think he was part of the Democrat Party, and uh, I think he was leaking some information or doing something nefarious in terms of the Democrats. He ended up dead. They called it a robbery. Except he wasn't robbed. Except he wasn't robbed. He still had his watch in his wallet uh, on his person uh, when they found him dead. <clears throat> so something happened there. And I think it's related to this, everything that we're talking about. There is so much going on. It's The news is coming out like a fire hose. Not to... <clears throat> Not to leave out that huge Supreme Court decision of last week, yeah. where it where it absolutely squashed Jack Smith's hopes of getting a speedy trial for, and trying to get all this done before um, the 2024 election, and and now it's coming out that Jack Smith might have been uh, appointed unconstitutionally. Yeah, he's he's there is so much dirt and crap going on, and and guess what. The good news is coming out. The onion is being peeled back on the deep state and, and and the people in power. And the people in power are playing whack-a-mole trying to cover it up, and they can't cover it up fast enough. Yeah, it's true. And uh, quite frankly, you just see uh, President Trump just standing his ground and uh, standing up for the American people, irrespective of all the attacks on him, his person, his presidency, and his legal rights. But irrespective, he continues, and, and he becomes more and more popular. After the Supreme, Colorado Supreme Court made its decision, what happened? The polls showed he became more popular. So I, I don't think they're, they're taking into account the fact that what they're doing, this lawfare, this uh, making us into a banana pro, uh, republic, is only making Trump sp uh, stronger. Well, yeah. I mean, people are just, they've had it with this, the United States government who are trying to oppress and and uh, interfere with an election. Right. People want to vote for themselves. They don't want to be told by the government who they should vote for, and that's exactly what's happening. By the way, um, Biden, who's a puppet, we know that for, for Obama and, and whatever, but they are looking so incredibly awful mm -hmm. and evil and I can't even imagine, and now, um, you know, all the stuff that's going on with Hunter Biden now, he's going to be under, he's going for arraignment on, on uh, January 11th, I believe it is. Yes. Uh, in Los Angeles for his his crimes. Um, and even even the way that whole thing is being fashioned, though, it leaves Joe Biden out of the equation totally. So the, the uh, indictments that they pulled together have protected Joe Biden and that relationship. And it's uh, just incredibly, everything that's going on pretty much has uh, political implications. Let me just say this about that. 
the the people that our elected officials are doing their damnedest to protect Joe Biden too. Mm-hmm. The, every with with just the exception of a few good soldiers up on Capitol Hill, the whole U.S. government is is corrupt. I mean, all these people have been. Um, belonging to their country club for so long and they don't want it upset case in point if you ever look at george carlin and the and the clip that i sent to you the other day where it says the government owns you the the big companies own you the only reason they they put these elected officials in place is to make you think that you have a choice you don't have a choice mm-hmm. the the big um conglomerates the big companies are the ones who are ruling this country they don't want the reason education is the way it is right now is because that's the way they want it they want to instill crap in the kids minds in order that they get more money and more power it is absolutely evil what's going on and and oh by the way we need to talk about this too i just it just reminded me of um the interview we saw with clay higgins with laura logan last week well that That, was just that was that was just incredible that was just incredible worth watching a couple times Clay Higgins is a congressman from Louisiana, and uh, he before that he was a detective in the Louisiana uh, Police Department I, in one city or, or another. I'm not sure which one, but the point being is that he's really done an investigation on his own into January 6th, and what he's uncovered has just astounding. That's another guy that's probably on the short list of people they want dead. <laughs> I, you know what? What he said to Laura Logan is, is these guys are coming down. They're going down. And and the fact that that when he was uh, interrogating Christopher Ray when Ray was testifying on Capitol Hill and when when Clay Higgins said, uh, Mr. Ray, uh, can you tell me how how many FBI agents were um, installed in in uh, the January sixth um, riots? Can you tell me that? And um, or, or can you tell me if any, I can't remember exactly how he phrased it. And Christopher Ray went on his whole little um, usual and customary tirade. Well, I can't comment on, and he said the answer should be none yeah. or no. And that that little set of questions should make Clay Higgins the most feared congressman by the deep state ever. Uh, I would just refer our, uh, our listeners to uh, Tucker Carlson's interview of Clay Higgins. No, it was Laura Logan's. Laura Laura Logan's, I'm sorry. Yeah, Laura Logan's interview of of, uh, Clay Higgins, really outstanding. And he refers to ghost buses. There were two ghost buses painted white, kind of in a sloppy way, but covering up the identity of the fact of where the buses came from, their uh, serial numbers and everything. He said they were full of uh, people who looked like Trump supporters. However, he said that they were FBI informants or FBI agents themselves. So uh, this is, again, on January 6th. In other words, the whole thing was staged as a way to frame Trump. And, 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 oh, by the way, to interfere with what Trump wanted to do and, and get the, the real um, counting for the 2020 election. They were, they were going to do everything they can to make sure they knew. By the way, big headline, the Democrats knew they stole the election. Yeah. They knew they stole the election, and they couldn't afford to have that found found out. And that's why this whole January sixth 
um, thing was staged by the National Guard standing down. Um, Bowser, the mayor of, of D.C., was involved in it. Nancy Pelosi was involved in it. There are so many criminals who belong in Gitmo right now. You can't even yeah. count them at this point. You're absolutely right. Of course, and everybody knows that the election was stolen. <laughs> They're try he's still trying to cover it up. It's, well, it's just well, unbelievable. And, and, and what's so amazing, by the way, is that, is that a couple weeks ago when Trump was speaking um, on, in one of his rallies, it was on a Saturday, and I can't remember where it was, doesn't matter, but one of the commentators on Fox News on a Saturday afternoon said, he, they interrupted uh, Trump's speech, and they said, the, the woman said, oh, um, Arnell uh, uh, Nevis said, we know that the election wasn't stolen. Trump was just spewing lies there. That is the networks, the mainstream media, trying to cover up what happened there, too. It was so blatantly obvious. Everybody on social media that I saw said that um, Arthel Neville, Neville she's, she's a relative of uh, one of the Neville brothers, um, that she should be fired for 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 blocking the the real information and blocking Trump from saying what he was saying. It was amazing. It was amazing indeed. We need to take a little break. We're going to have more here on the Bob Harden Show on the uh, Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Two-thirds of parents prefer educational options for their children, with 40% strongly preferring options for their child's education. School choice is a growing movement, one that is already lifting thousands of kids across America. The Optima Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit corporation, was founded to support the establishment and expansion of superior quality schools of choice. Optima's goal was the successful launch of Hillsdale College Varney Charter School, Initiative Classical Academies, and other schools of excellence across the state of Florida, serving kindergarten through the 12th grade. The mission is to train the minds and improve the hearts of young people through a content-rich classical education in the liberal arts and sciences with instruction in the principles of moral character and civic virtue. And a terrific product of the process, Naples Classical Academy has already opened here in Naples. You can find out more by visiting the website Optima.Foundation. Help children in Florida optimize their educational opportunities. Visit www.Optima.Foundation. Do you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me and he'll help you too. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. 
And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability. I proudly serve in the board. They get the politics, they know the policy, and they help prepare, prepare elected officials to serve. And you can find out more by visiting the website, thefga.org, thefga.org. We continue the conversation with my lovely wife, Linda. Linda, again, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Uh, good morning. I'm a pleasure to be here. I love the Bob and Linda show. I get so, <laughs> much, so much time. This is so great. Yeah. So um, off here, I wanted to I asked you if we could continue on this uh, topic of Tucker Carlson traveling to England to go see Julian Assange that was in this high maximum prison. Keep in mind that Julian Assange is a journalist. He is not accused of doing anything wrong. Right. And they, he is in solitary confinement in this prison. Yeah. And the way Tucker Carlson explained, he went in there with uh, Julian Assange's wife, and she explained in the, in the clip about how many security uh, checkpoints that they, that they needed to go through in order to get to this guy who hasn't been committed, hasn't committed a crime. Hasn't been accused of committing ha- a crime. Ha- I know. Um, he was accused of rape, but that that uh, has been dropped. Has been dropped. So he's in there just. Be- he's a political prisoner. Yeah, for all practical purposes. So so his wife. So Julian Assange's wife was telling Tucker that how many uh, security checkpoints they had to go through, and what they had to take his fingerprints no less than four times. Wow. And they had to do they had to do dog checks, patting down under the feet. They had to leave all their all their material at the at the at the front door, quote-unquote, of, of the prison. I mean, can you imagine how scared the United States government is of Julian Assange to make this poor man in four, for four years be in this high-maximum prison accused of nothing? Well, and here's the interesting thing. There's an extradition treaty between the United States and Great Britain. Why haven't they extradited him? And I would suggest to you, because they prefer to have him in Great Britain, as opposed to coming to the United States and putting him on trial. Well, that's exactly right. And so and so, when Tucker came out after meeting with Julian Assange, and I, I, I believe, uh, sincerely believe there's more to that story that Tucker hasn't revealed just yet. But he said that it was just a, I can't remember the word he used, but it was a horror, a travesty, the way this man is being kept. Yeah. And, and, he, and he was just horrified by it. So my understanding is he did an interview with Julian Assange. Did, has he announced when he's going to release the interview? And no, have- no, 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 no. I, you know, and, and with Tucker, I think there's method in his madness. Remember that what he dropped on Christmas Day was that, that quote-unquote interview with Kevin Spacey as the, as mm. the character from um, uh, House of Cards. Yeah. And, and, but he, he talked to... Uh, Kevin Spacey as if he was the character in House of Cards and, 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 and how they applied it to what's currently going on in the White House. And I just think there's more to come big time about that. Talk about political prisoners, though, by the way, and the U.S. government trying to squash uh, uh, their enemies and, and being on a hit list. Look at the people who are getting swatted. And if if... if if people don't know what being swatted means, it means some bad people are calling the police in a, on on 
people who have been very outspoken. Calling 9-1 and basically saying, hey, there's a crime being committed at, uh, and it's at uh, <clears throat> in, in Marjorie Taylor Greene's home, and they, they're armed and they're dangerous. In other words, creating a situation where somebody in her home could be harmed. Well, and Jack Bishobic, who we follow rel- religiously, he's a, he's a good Christian, but he's very outspoken on, on he's, a, he's a cohort of Steve Bannon. He was swatted twice this weekend at his parents' house. His parents' house was swatted, and the and the uh, criminals called nine one one and told the authorities that Jack Prisobic had killed both his parents and were about to kill his wife and two children, and they did that twice. My goodness! And Marjorie Taylor Greene, I think it happened two or three times yesterday that she was swatted. So uh, and so, let's just say this about that. They're over the target, and they don't want these people talking. Right. Let's just say this about about the people who did nothing wrong on January 6th, who are rotting in a D.C. jail, and nobody's doing anything. Our, By the way, our elected officials are doing nothing Support. to free those people. Right. Nothing. Yeah. And they're not talking about them. That tells speaks volumes about what's going on in this country. You know, Vivek uh, Ramaswamy did an interview on CNN, and he basically said, you know, this is going to be an uncomfortable conversation with you. But he began to describe exactly what we've been talking about, and Clay Higgins was, was describing the fact that it was a setup, the fact that uh, uh, they refused to have National Guard there, they refused the support, they had uh, two truck busloads, of uh, FBI agents and informants there. In other words, uh, this is all a setup in order to frame Donald Trump because they knew he was coming to the uh, to the grounds. He had a permit to come to the grounds. Absolutely, and and uh, they they conveniently canceled uh, or blotted out Donald Trump's words where he says peacefully pro and 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 patriotically go to the Capitol. Yeah. Um, they and they and the media. Bald face lied that said police officers were killed. They were not. Yeah. They still won't talk about Ashley Babbitt, who was killed in cold blooded murder by. Did, did, you, did you know that the guy that shot her point blank has now been given a promotion? Yes, I do. And they and and he was he was featured on a sixty minute. I think it was sixty minute or Lester Holtz from NBC interviewed him, and like he was some sort of hero to kill this unarmed woman. Yeah. veteran in the Capitol building. Yeah, unbelievable. It's uh, just uh, shocking what's going on. This All this lawfare and how the agencies, the FBI, the uh, Department of Justice, CIA, all have been weaponized in order to use, not against foreign governments, but against the United States citizens and the people that are supporting Trump right now. We're talking about uh, people who go to school board meetings in order to protest uh, what's going on with their kids and their education. We're talking about parents uh, and Catholics who are singing hymns in front of Planned Parenthood. These are the people that are getting attacked by these uh, uh, law professionals or uh, FBI. It's just absolutely outrageous. Well, wait, just just uh, the Representative Tim Burchette, who's out of um, uh, Eastern Tennessee, Knoxville, Tennessee, I believe it is, who expressed huge interest in um, the uh, aliens, UFOs. UFOs, and whatever. Yeah. Now, how innocent could that be that, that he's, he's um, expressed such an interest in it? Which, by the way, the United States government is spending millions of dollars to cover up. Yeah. And so guess what? Guess who's, who's trying to uh, primary him out? Some of the, our own elected officials. 
Kevin McCarthy yeah. is trying to primary him out. Uh, Kevin McCarthy is the Matt Gates did the United States the biggest favor yeah. by booting that guy to the curb. I'm telling you, he is not a he is not a nice man. But he's he's looking for payback now. No question. Linda, we're going to take a little break. Uh, we're going to have more here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Blue Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining to choice are the popular Eden Bar, the intimate Courtyard Garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean Dining Room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit blueprovencenaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's blueprovencenaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. And remind you that uh, Wednesdays through Saturdays, uh, 4 to 8 p.m., Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center is serving dinner. They're known for their great breakfasts and lunches, but now serving dinners. And the menu is just spe- spectacular. I love my wedge salad. It it's is so It's so good, and uh, the food is just really delicious. But in in addition to that, it's a great value. You get out of get out of there for dinner for two, including uh, some uh, adult beverages for less than fifty bucks. Are you kidding me? That's just terrific. So again, Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center. Let's let's talk a little bit about what's happening on the south, on the southern border right now. We're seeing record numbers of people coming over the border. What you mean the invasion? The invasion, exactly. And apparently, there are thousands, like six thousand people, have banded together in order to come up uh, through Mexico. A massive caravan is on its way right now. Six thousand people strong, largest caravan in over a year. Many families with small children among the participants. Can you believe this? And, and apparently, all of a sudden, Biden's beginning to see, feel the political heat on all this. Well, Katie Hobbs, who is um, who won the governor, quote unquote, won uh, the governorship of of Arizona against um, Kara Lake, uh, 
is feeling the heat so much that she's pulling out, pulling, putting in the national guard on the border. Um, they're trying to. Inv- they're, well, they're they're not trying. They're successfully pulling all these people in uh, to this country to invade it. Yeah. I mean, they're 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 trying to just. They're blatantly trying to destroy the com- country. And and the fact of the matter is, um, they're denying that it's happening. And yeah. it's, they think the American people are stupid and not seeing what's really happening. It's just criminal. And now criminal. Delta Airlines and American Airlines apparently are flying these uh, invaders, these people that come across the border illegally. Now they're flying them all over the United States. And apparently all they have to do is they, they, they don't have to show any ID. They don't have to show their name. I know. It's just incredible what's going on. And they, this is justifying all the laws that we have here on the, on the books. This has been a law-abiding country. Take pride in the fact that uh, we feel safe in this community because uh, the laws are enforced. Well, they're not being enforced on a federal basis. Which just goes back to to um, uh, George Carlin's uh, act or, or soliloquy or whatever you want to call it. Comedy routine. Yeah. Well, it, it but it's not wasn't funny. I know. So yeah. so what he's saying is. Um, uh, the elected politicians are just there to sh- make you think that you have a voice when, in fact, it's the big big companies that are running this country and are bringing these people in. Oh, by the way, guess who's mainly res- – some of the people that are mainly mainly responsible for bringing all these people in? Not only BlackRock, um, Vanguard, um, there's another one, but uh, Catholic Charities, yeah. the UN, all these people, NGOs that are responsible for bringing these people in. Now, let's see – what could Catholic Charities possibly um, benefit from bringing all these these illegals into the country? Gee, I don't know. They brought they brought um, all these Somalis into Minnesota too. Something something nefarious is going on with these NGOs that that needs to be um, exposed for everybody to see because it's not right and it's not it's well. not. Um, you know, you you name something Catholic Charities, and all of a sudden you think it's going to create all kinds of good for around the world. Well, in fact, they're facilitating the breaking of the law here in the United States. They're getting paid for doing it. Exactly right. So uh, uh, it's it's just astounding. It's so unfortunate. Uh, you know, it really is a battle between good and evil. It is a battle between good and evil, and uh, you know, it, it's so it's so it's not funny. Um, but it's amusing in a in a sick sort of way that these migrants are ending up in New York City and Chicago and whatever, and people are getting fed up. But but remember when these mayors and and um, elected officials in all these blue states were saying, "Oh, we want to be sanctuary cities. We welcome these people." And well, now there's going not so much. So anymore. all that all that virtue signaling is actually has a price tag, and they're paying it now <laughs> in terms of the support they're providing. Just astounding, indeed. And uh, now Joe Biden apparently is saying um, he's beginning to panic a little bit, and so he's trying to work with the president of Mexico in order to get him to facilitate keeping people off the border and keeping them in Mexico. I have an idea. Build the wall. By the way, it was on on social media yesterday where I saw, and I don't remember where the quote, who made the quote, but um, it was someone that I follow, and it, it was so it was so interesting. It said, um, we didn't have enough money, $5 billion to build a wall. We didn't have enough for that, but we have $700 billion to send to Ukraine. What do you call that? Money laundering. Mm-hmm. So have you, have you, 
heard much about the the Ukraine war lately? No, we haven't. Um, suddenly, that's gone to the back burner. Um, Zelensky is is spending this money. He's bought a new yacht that's um, sitting in I don't know if it was Monte Carlo or whatever, but he also bought a big mansion down in um, the Miami area. But he's afraid to go back to Ukraine. Gee, I wonder why. Yeah, yeah. Um, there, there's so much between that and and. Um, uh, by the way, we have seven hundred billion dollars to send to Ukraine. Yeah. When when the country is thirty three trillion dollars in debt, where did this money come from? Oh, by the way, thirty four trillion. In fact, uh, the the House of Representatives has a big task when they get back. I just pray that Mike Johnson will have the strength and the fortitude in order to. Uh, Back, stay strong against all the pressures he's going to feel. Excuse me, but but he's on vacation. Yeah, I know. Why on earth are these people on vacation? It is absolutely infuriating that they're spouting all this. These uh, oh, we need to do this and need to do that. You're on vacation. Why are you on vacation? The the country's burning down, but you're taking three weeks for vacation. Yeah. Spare me. Yeah. In any event, uh, when he gets back, he's got a, a lot of hard work to do, and uh, he's he's now uh, organized everything in such a way that all of it is on his plate, and I hope that he can stand strong, vacation or not. Uh, we've got some big decisions to make with regard to the budget, with regard to the border, with regard to Ukraine, with regard to Israel. These are big, big issues. I, You know, I, I, I don't trust him. I don't trust him. I don't trust anybody on Capitol Hill. I, I trust Byron Donalds, Matt Gates, uh, Tim Burchette, uh, probably Marjorie Taylor Greene, but even her, she's runs hot and cold, but she got swatted, so that means that, that she's over the target. Yeah. But but some of the, but these people, they're they're talking. Matt Gates is trying to to pull the um, onion skin back on some of these people who have who are elected officials who have. Uh, used uh, their stance in Congress in order to make interesting stock trades and become very, very, very wealthy. Yeah. Linda, it's just always so interesting to have you on the show. I really appreciate <laughs> your commentary. Thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. All right. Well, that's a wrap here on today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. We've got some great guests lined up for tomorrow, including Bob Levy, Chairman Emeritus of the Cato Institute, and Andrew Joppa, Professor and author of Josepha Savaz. Hope you enjoyed the show. I certainly did. I learned a lot. And uh, if you enjoy the show, I hope you pass the word on to your friends. That's one of the ways that we uh, build our listenership, support our advertisers, and we can't do the show without them. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. for listening to The Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com.